Welcome. You're tuning in to Calligraphy Unscripted. I'm Christy Tony, a calligraphy expert with 16 years of experience. And in this podcast, you can expect storytelling, actionable tips, and mindset hacks to help you along in this discipline. So let's just jump right in and ink up. Welcome to or welcome back to the Calligraphy Unscripted podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and I appreciate you listening. Now, today I want to talk about signage. I delivered so many signs over the weekend that I thought it would be great to talk about having a more formal process for this kind of work. Um, It's especially when you're delivering multiple signs. Now, I was a print production manager for a number of years, and I would refer to every element that landed on a project's element list as a deliverable. So just for clarity, that's the term that I'm going to be using to describe the signage that goes to these wedding and event venues. Now, last July, I actually got COVID around the 4th. Around the 4th of July, I came down with COVID after running from it for a year and a half. Now, I went to a party and I thought I was looking cute. So I took my mask off and yep, apparently contracted COVID. So annoying. Now, I had scheduled some workshops last July because it was a very slow July for me as far as client work was concerned. And it just really, really slowed me down. The whole sickness, recovering from it, it was just miserable. Now, I recall preparing for those workshops and it just ended up being such a rushed process, very stressful. It was nothing like it was supposed to be. So I did a welcome mirror right after these workshops and it was an enchanted forest themed mirror or it was an enchanted forest themed wedding, I should say. And it ended up having a lot of design elements on it. I mean, I really researched enchanted forest and I wanted to make this mirror look festive for the couple. It was a beautiful mirror. It was a beautiful mirror. And I am going to blame the post-COVID brain fog that you can experience when recovering on the huge mistake that I made on this mirror. Now, it turns out that I ended up misspelling the word enchanted. Yes, it it was spelled E N. H-A-N-T-E-D. So it's really enhanced. It wasn't enchanted. So it was just so surprising to me because I sat there and I polished that mirror after setting it up and really, you know, added a little ink to it here and there for about 15 to 20 minutes and didn't even notice that. That could have been easily changed based on what I brought with me, what I always bring with me to every venue, you know, just remover, Windex, pins, just just heartbreaking. So um, I love this mirror though. And I told the planner that I want to make sure that I actually do fix it so we can get some nice pictures of it (laughs) that I can share at some point. I mean, I did share it right after the event and I still didn't notice it when I posted it. Somebody actually sent me a message and pointed it out 
and I immediately took it off of my IG stories. <laughs> but I wanted to share the story just to show you how easy it is to do something like this, okay? Now, this was not the only deliverable either. I had completed other signs as well as about 200 place cards. It was just so much. And it was the biggest job that I had had after COVID. Now, obviously COVID is not an excuse. It was a reason. But there are also, regardless of what you're suffering from, just even your your normal workload, your normal summer day-to-day there are a few things that you can do to make sure that nothing like this happens to you, particularly when you are managing multiple deliverables. That's when you should be really concerned about the properties of each sign because that point where it's easier than ever to make a boo-boo, okay? So I am going to go over a checklist, a free checklist that I'll give you a link to in the show notes. And I'll also provide a link in the show notes to that, the photo of that mirror that was so embarrassing. But it was so pretty. Um, And then also too, in case you were curious, the couple, they were really cool about it. They loved everything else. And the planner shared that they just got a kick out of it. And, you know, really people don't read anymore. This would probably, this would have probably been more catastrophic years ago, but sadly, social media is turning us into a nation of scanners. So people scan information. They don't really read it carefully like they used to. Area for the client, the project name, the event location, maybe the venue manager's name and information, um, special instructions, doc instructions, if applicable. I don't know if you're going to actually want to take the time to actually fill out all of this information, but I will say that once you get so many projects, you might want to do this because you're only going to end up looking in a lot of different places for this information, particularly scanning and searching Gmail. I like to put a lot of my information on my Google Drive inside of folders so that I am not searching through my emails. Um, I had a VA who showed me how to do this years ago, and it was like the best thing that she could do because I was constantly looking for information. So I'm back to the list. So um, the event planners, cell number and name, drop-off time, date, pickup time, date. It was just general information if you want to indicate that. And then also, obviously, the element list. Exactly what deliverables are you taking to this venue? Now, at the bottom of the list, I have a double check now. These are things that you should double check. And like I said, the more deliverables that you have, the more applicable this list becomes. Because with one welcome sign, you usually kind of can glance at it and say, okay, everything is right. But when you have so many that you're looking at, you definitely want to make sure that you take this step. Don't skip it. Now, the first double check, verify sizes and dimensions of each sign. This is probably a little bit more accurate when you're talking about acrylic pieces, 
because acrylic is going to have hardware that comes with it. Are you hanging this piece of acrylic? Are you sitting this piece of acrylic in an easel? Is it only slightly larger in terms of what you may have been able to find in your storage unit? Maybe you have a piece that's a little bigger than what is actually indicated on your invoice, but it's what I call or what I like to refer to as a consumer non-noticeable. So if you told a client that you had a sign that was 2436, but it's really like, you know, maybe 30 by 40, that's not a big deal. It's, it's probably looks even nicer because it's a little bit more majestic, but significant dimension changes will be a problem. So obviously this is something that you probably need to review before you take the time to letter the sign. So then I've got another check mark. Confirm the hardware for each sign. This is something that you want to do earlier versus later, especially if there's some troubleshooting that needs to go on. I discovered when I was going through my storage unit for this project that I just delivered on Sunday, maybe the Monday before I was in my storage unit, looking at everything, looking at all the hardware, taking things out pulling it to the front of my storage unit just so it wouldn't be hard for me to get to items. But that's when I realized that my black floor easel was broken. What I like to do, and I don't really see anybody else doing this, but I like to drill holes at the bottom of my easels. Um, I shouldn't say it like they're all accommodating this. They're not. I only have, I was down to two. I had one that was black. And I've got another one that I spray painted gold. So in a nutshell, when you screw, when you drill holes at the bottom of these easels, towards the bottom, it gives you an opportunity to take the fixtures, the, the holders. You know, you have these adjustable holders where you can make them higher or lower. When you put them all the way down in the lower holes, then you are able to accommodate a leaner mirror. And I do a number of leaner mirrors. And what you want to do is you want to give your planner and your venue a little flexibility as far as the floor plan is concerned, because you're not always able to just lean a giant mirror against a wall or against a pillar. And that's typically how you'll see these leaner mirrors presented. Now, sometimes you will have a venue or a banquet hall. They don't even allow you to lean anything up against their walls because there are damage concerns. So the floor easels that can accommodate a leaner mirror are really welcome. So anyway, when I was going through my storage, I could not find, uh, no, the black one was broken. So I had to use the gold, which was annoying because it was a silver mirror that needed it needed to be used. But the whole thing was covered. You could only see a little, a little of the gold at the bottom. And again, file that under consumer non-noticeable. Nobody noticed. But the moral of that story is that you need to confirm that all of the hardware that you have to support your signage is in good condition and is ready to be used. Okay. Um, the third check mark, you want to ensure that all your lettering is clear, legible, and free from smudges or errors. So obviously, if I had taken the time to read that enhanced sign, I would have seen that I forgot the C to make it enchanted. So that 
is something that you think that you have everything together, but depending on the amount of time that you have, depending on if you're rushing or not, all of that will impact how these letters end up getting rendered onto your signs and they need to be double checked. I mean, then also too, uh, smudges, you know, you want to make sure that any touch-ups that you need to do, you do them before you get on site. Now I break this rule all the time. I take an emergency kit with me. Like I said before, I'll do a podcast on the emergency kit later, but I usually bring a bunch of stuff with me so that I can go over things when I get there. But it's usually just because it's a time crunch. Uh, you want to try to do that at home because if you've done it at home, you're just more confident about what you're setting up and what you're putting out. And you don't feel like you have to proofread or look at it when you're there. So then I have another one that says double check spelling, grammar, and formatting. That's kind of a duplicate. Um, I guess the clear, legible, free from smudges is more about how you actually got the paint pen or whatever tool you used onto your surface. And then the next one is about reading grammar. And then also to proofreading, definitely need to proof it. If you've done a seating chart, you probably have made at least one error. So you need to look at it. You need to go over it. I know it's annoying, but you need to proofread your seating chart, just like you need to proof your, your envelopes that you've done. You would be surprised at how many people just do it and then they deliver it. And then, you know, you've got clients coming back to you saying that there was a problem. Now, you might not hear about a problem with a seating chart unless there were, there were huge mistakes. Like you would have to completely miss a table for somebody to actually come back to you and say something to you. So just make sure that you're going over that information that you've written down. The next check mark I have, inspect signs for any damage or imperfections. Now, you can get away with a number of imperfections on antique signage because it is old. You know, antique means old and it's not supposed to look perfect. But there are some cases where you will have something and you will have to determine this, whether it will be noticed by a layperson and not somebody who's into weddings, who's constantly looking at every single detail. So if there are problems with your frame, if there's a noticeable chip, something that is going to definitely mar this mirror for the event, then you need to try to fix it. And again, part of the emergency kit, putty, paint, all kinds of stuff, you would be shocked, but you definitely need to fix that. Um, then I've got another checklist, prepare signs for transportation. Now, I know that a lot of people use bubble wrap and protective padding. I personally will just layer my mirrors, especially if I'm doing multiple mirrors. This weekend, I did three mirrors, which is, that never happens. I'm usually only doing two. I'll do a seating mirror and I'll do a welcome mirror. This particular couple wanted a seating mirror, a welcome mirror, and they had an unplugged mirror, unplugged ceremony mirror. So I will layer those in the back of my car between comforters just to make sure they're basically surfing and not pressing against each other in a way that will allow them to crack. Okay. Now, when I use bubble wrap, foam, 
protective padding that's usually for the smaller mirrors. I did 28 inch circular mirrors for the tables that went into tabletop acrylic easels. So that's a package that I'm going to wrap. I'm definitely going to wrap that package. I slip sheeted them. And when I say slip sheeted, I mean, I actually put a sheet between each mirror, uh, a sheet of tracing paper. You can use a sheet of tracing paper or you can use tissue. So I actually will put that between each one because they can stick. Even if that ink is dry, just the pressure of all those mirrors stacked onto each other without anything in between them, you will likely get some rub off on your the, the, the mirror next to it. So you just want to slip sheet the mirrors and then I wrap them in bubble wrap. And then I also wrapped up the easels and I put those in a box. So yeah, the smaller pieces will shift around. You definitely don't want to be lazy about the smaller, fragile pieces. Well, thank you for listening. That's the show for this week. Go ahead and hit that plus button on the Apple Podcast or follow me on Spotify so that you will be informed about new episodes as soon as they're uploaded. Thanks for listening and I will see you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I appreciate you listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Check out some of my problem solving content in the show notes and I'd love to connect with you on socials. I can be found on Patreon, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under Calligraphy by CT. Until next time.